voice okay like this? Yes. Okay. Uh, this is Everqueer, and we are on episode 14, and I am Brandon. And I am Damien. And welcome. How you doing? I'm tired. How are you? I'm good. I actually slept last night. Yeah. Yep. First time in a while. First time in probably two weeks, three weeks that I've gotten more than an hour or so of sleep. Nice. Yeah, I'm doing great. Nice. So much energy. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> well, how you been? Good. Um, just, you know, everything kind of got piled onto us again the last... Everything started to calm down, and then we kind of had another spike of drama, and life happened, so... I feel that. It's It's been a weird, like, two months. Yeah. It's Mercury, man. Yeah. It's finally over. Fuck Mercury. <laughs> the Mercury retrograde ended November 20th. Yeah, Which I was, like, the worst day of the entire retrograde Absolutely. for me. Absolutely. I was in such a bad mood. I wanted um, to shoot everyone. Maybe that's inappropriate to say. I wanted to smash stuff. <laughs> good good comeback there. I mean, that's better than shooting people. Yeah, good point. We don't like that. No. Any tea updates? Yes. Oh. I, as of Monday of last week on the 19th, I'm officially one year on testosterone. Congratulations. I was about to say no, and then I was like, wait, we haven't recorded since then. Yeah. Happy anniversary, man. Thanks, man. You coined that sometime that day, and I was so impressed, because I had never <laughs> thought of it. Um, no, it was a, it was an amazing day. Probably one of my best days I've had in a really long time, of just, you know, my loved ones coming around and celebrating, and we went all out to eat. Um... We played some trivia, and then my wonderful fiancé got me a cake, and it was awesome. The cake was delicious, and it was just a really good time. And Good. One of my friends got me, made me a little tea vial, a little potion that yeah, was really neat. cute. It glows in the dark. Can I just say that we've been joking about this cake for like a year on this podcast, so if you heard every episode, you know about this cake. I made the cake, guys. I ordered a cake that says, it's a boy. I delivered. Just wanted to say, I came through. Yes, that you did. And we did post pictures of it on our Instagram as yeah. well. So if y'all want to go look at it, it's it's posted. It's so cute. Yeah, it was a really cool cake. Um, and it was just a genuinely good time. I really appreciated my friends being there for me. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. That's I have awesome. a yikes moment about that for later. <laughs> That's great. Okay. I'm interested now. <laughs> um, but no, so that's, I guess, my biggest one of just, like, knowing... I mean, that's a pretty big one, yeah. Yeah, knowing that a year ago I made this decision to kind of move forward medically, which I hadn't done, so that was really cool. Um, but other than that, not really... I'm trying very hard to, like, no-shave November it, but, like, if you're not growing much of anything, it doesn't really make a difference. But... I cannot I participate in no-shave November. I know. I get yelled at. Um, but, like, I can feel, like, on my neck and my chin, like, a few random, like, long blonde hairs that I'm just like, okay, 
Can you get a little darker and a little closer <laughs> together, please? I'd appreciate that. That's funny. Any, any for you? Yes. Um, so my voice definitely has dropped again. Um, I thought it was going to because I lost my voice kind of in and out for a couple of weeks. And at that point, I was like, maybe I'm just sick. But I thought that in the beginning, too. And so anyway, it's definitely dropping again, if not already dropped. Um, so that's really cool. But also, I was kind of looking in the mirror the other day at, like, my facial hair. And I'm starting to get... It's coming. It's growing in evenly, which I'm really excited about because I thought it would be super patchy. Um but it's coming in pretty evenly, and I'm starting to get, like, the... Because, you know, all my chin hairs are, like, bright red. Right. Um, so I'm starting to get, like, the coarse red hair coming in pretty steadily and pretty evenly, like, from my ears down. Nice. Um, um, and then my lip hair is still really blonde. Right. But it's coming in more coarse, too, and I'm actually having to use, like, a like a razor to shave my face now because right. the, the electric shaver is not cutting it anymore. Well, I'm very jealous. Pun intended. <laughs> I'm very jealous of, of the awesome facial hair that is coming in. But I'm very happy for you. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I mean, I can't have it, but it, at least I can kind of sort of grow it. Right. Which so. is nice to know. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I don't really have much of any... Like, I feel like once you're this long as like the both of us are now you know it kind of plateaus and the changes that happen are a lot subtler and you can't be like oh cool tea update for you right well i will say um that i've noticed a definite change like um upward change of my sex drive and also hunger again is like back up yeah you think so in like the beginning stages of all this um i think if if anything for me um, the biggest thing is probably my anger and, and the amount of fuse that I have. And so I heard that, that testosterone might do that, but I also heard that like, oh, it's all in your head kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it's definitely changed how I react to things and where I didn't have any type of anger, anything before. It's definitely a lot more prominent that I'm trying to work through because it'll just flare up out of nowhere. Yeah, that makes sense. See, and so, like, for the last maybe week or so, I've kind of been more frustrated and I get more irritated a lot quicker yeah. than usual, um, but I I feel okay now, and so I have felt okay for a couple of days now, so I think it was just, I think I might have just legit been PMSing, because <laughs> I still cramp and I still get, like, the bloating and the irritability and the exhaustion right i just don't bleed so i think that might have been what it was which i think is super weird because i don't like as probably a month and a half in i was done oh yeah my doctor said she can tell for sure that i'm still ovulating by my lab work right which i draw my my annual checkup is next well the blood draw for the checkup is next week the actual appointment is in the first of december that's awesome. But yours isn't until mid-January, right? Yeah. My times were messed up, so I'm a month ahead of schedule as far as checkups are concerned. Yeah. 
technically it's two months behind schedule, but <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it's not, but it is. <laughs> right. There's nothing you can do about it now. Um, something that is fun is I think that I'm professionally transitioning a little bit more mm-hmm. to where more people are... I mean, most people that I work with use the correct pronouns, but they're not dead naming me anymore because I have some very awesome advocates for me that take up my slack. That's good. Um, which is nice. And and they're very passionate about it, and I really appreciate that because I'm not the type of person to stand up for myself. Yes, I, I knew this about you. Very <laughs> for passive. the listeners at home. <laughs> very passive. Which is not a bad thing. It's really not. Yeah. But in this case, like, some people just need to be corrected. Helped a little more. (laughs) Yeah. They just need to be pushed along. I'll do it for you. I got you. I'm not afraid to be like, I'll fuck you up. Well, and and probably two of my closest coworkers are my two biggest advocates there, where they're like, no, this is what it needs to be. Which is great. Yeah, that's awesome. It's always good to have people like that around you. Now I just need to come out to my family. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have anything nice to say about that. No, it's not good. Good luck. <laughs> May the force be with you. <laughs> always. <laughs> well, um, on that note, I think we have some articles that we can talk about that are um, LGBTQ related as well. So... What's your article about? Mine it, mine is is a very controversial topic, I think, oh, for a lot yay. of people right now. Um, which we love talking about, so this should be no problem for us. Um, as I'm sure you're aware, Chick-fil-A has kind oh. of uh, changed sides. Kind of. <laughs> okay. So, where we, at the beginning of this year, when tax forms were released, we find out that Chick-fil-A donated, what, just shy of $10 billion Mm -hmm. to companies and charities that openly support conversion therapy or the exclusion of LGBT people. Right. And... They they have not really made a quiet deal about the fact that they're a Christian-based company, and so they don't support gay marriage and yada, yada, yada. I will also add that they um, contributed, I don't know the exact dollar amount, but they contributed um, a significant amount of money to a specific charity in Africa that has fought for the like um ability to kill lgbtq people in their i think it's i don't remember the country so i'm not even gonna guess i mean as long as it's not our country it's fine right oh my gosh (laughs) um but they but they were advocates for um the death penalty for these these lgbt people in their their country I, i know it's an african country but i don't remember which one it was Specifically, I mean, that's not okay. Yeah. So, but they contributed, Chick-fil-A 
directly contributed to this charity who was um, going over there and making laws for African people, which is American. It's an American-based charity, which is just lovely. Um, And so, so they've kind of come back now and are saying we're review because I think that there was a big outrage at the beginning of this year and has kind of bled through, but really it was just at the beginning of this year with the that information released that now that a new year is starting, they're kind of going back on what they've been saying and like, oh, we have looked at our past We've looked at our past, you know, company or charities that we've given to, and we're going to make sure we just focus on on certain aspects and, and really just giving to three specific charities. Mm-hmm. One that combats, I think, climate change, one that combats homelessness, and one that combats hunger. But don't quote me on those. I'm not sure that that's... But just, like, focusing on, on those three companies that are charities that fund those three specific things making sure not to exclude anybody and they're like oh like we're we're turning a new leaf and like we should just love like that's what god wants us to do like you know it's just this very politically charged yes Mm -hmm. um and you know there was the whole situation in the uk that the, what the first Chick-fil-A opened in the UK and within a week it was shut down because it had so many protesters from the LGBT rights. So I think that's what really kind of started this spur for being more friendly. Right. To everyone, not just... Well, I mean, to be honest with you, it all sounds like, you know what? Thank you for the apology. Thank you for Except not... Except they didn't apologize. Oh, well, fuck them then. Um, but, like, my my thing, I guess, was, is, like, okay, like, thank you for ending your donations to murder people. Appreciate it. Uh, that doesn't really erase all of the shit that you've done and how shitty you are to people. Well, there was a lot of people who have posted things saying, like, um, once... Chick-fil-A actually apologizes and starts donating to pro-LGBT, I still won't eat there. And, like, I kind of get that. It's one thing to just be like, oh, sorry, like, you caught me mm-hmm. fucking up. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, and I'm going to make sure that I don't fuck up in that way again. In a whole other situation to be like, oh, man, I'm really sorry for what I did to you. Here's how I can help you grow from yeah. my mistakes. Um, but it's also one of those things of, like, baby steps, maybe. And trying to give people the benefit of the doubt be- in changing f- and being more um, informed. Because, you know, you have to start somewhere. And the whole reason we have this podcast is to inform and to help people grow. And so this maybe this is people growing. And they're just doing it slowly. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe just playing devil's advocate here. They can't make too drastic a, a like change because their customer base is so... Like, they're their very... 
it's like the Christian people who are very like, yes, we support everything you do. Like, be closed on Sundays. That's awesome. Uh, pray before you open. Like, all of these things. And so, like, if they made such a change where they're like, and now we're going to support the LGBT community, then they would lose this customer base that they've worked so hard to build and maintain for so long. That would be a good reason why they're not just like straight up like, now we'll donate to LGBT charities. Right. Well, I mean, ultimately, I personally feel like it sounds to me like it's a monetary and political... And that's what I think, too. But I would just... I would like to believe that people want to be good. Yeah, for sure. Which is why I like to maintain that little bit of hope. It doesn't mean that I'm going to support you in what you do. Like, I'd like to see the receipts before you're you're given the credit. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now, the, and that, I will say with that if, that, if I do see some serious change in them, and this is not just like a blanket statement... And like a, a a power move on their part, right? Then sure, absolutely. I probably still won't eat there, not because, uh, just because their shit is expensive. That's true. I could get the same stuff for a lot cheaper at another chicken place that doesn't yes. slather its chicken in homophobia. <laughs> but they have sugar-free lemonade. <laughs> so does Walmart. <laughs> no, they don't. There's got to be sugar-free lemonade somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe. Not made with <laughs> the blood of homophobes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'll drink something made of the blood of homophobes. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that we're probably not going to... I don't know. I hate to be that negative about it, but they just have such a bad past... I think that I I'm I take the same stance as you do. I just am anxious to see more change and and more you know moves for being a more informed company. Right. Um I'm still hesitant. I well, my guard is not down, but like I'm curious to see you grow. Yeah. And I think that that is a nice change for I mean it society. would be an absolutely amazing thing to have such a giant corporation like Chick-fil-A on our side. Yes, and advocating be, and especially like, because it's a Christian company right. changing and advocating for us. Right. That would be great. Yeah. Um on the flip side, we have another charity slash company slash group, whatever you want to call it. That that is definitely doing a power move, Salvation Army, mm. who is notorious for kicking out trans people and like, specifically trans women, specifically black trans women. Yes, yes. and it just all of this kind of horribleness, and then uh, it turned into this situation where for what is it the Super Bowl. Thanksgiving game. The Thanksgiving game. Um, Ellie Golding was kind of hired, picked to sing. And she does a whole bunch of charity work. And, and she's very active in helping others. 
and she basically did a statement where I won't continue to help um, Salvation Army and, and donate my time and money into Salvation Army if everyone is not included. And so now they are very, very, very quickly trying to pick up the pieces of this situation. And they're like, oh no, we're like, we're reviewing our um, rules and guidelines to, to better reflect. And it just turned on to, turned into this big, he said, she said, and just situations where people are coming for Ellie now because, oh, how could you help? But if she just didn't know, because right. it's not as well known of a thing as Chick-fil-A, right. then now she's trying to rectify that which I think is cool, but Salvation Army is now doing this move of, oh, I'm backpedaling really quick to make sure that I don't lose people here. Right. Again, I think it's another exploitation of the LGBTQ community. I mean, like, I'm sure that there have been trans women who have been, black trans women, who have probably either died or gotten into really serious situations because they didn't have anywhere to go. Right. And Salvation Army is one of the people who turned them away. Yeah. Like, you have people's lives on your hands. Like, that's... But, like, their spokesman for for the, for the response, his name is David Hudson, he went so far as to say, oh, quote, with an organization of our size and history, myths can be perpetrated. And so, basically... And, and then he goes to say, an individual sexual or gender identity, religion, or lifestyle has no bearing on our willingness to provide service. And, like, I'm sorry, but seriously? I just, I don't. We talked about, we were talking about this the other day, and, like, I can imagine the exact situation in which this happens. Where a transgender person comes in, and they're like hey, I need a place to stay the night and, like, they're segregated by gender and they're, like, I, you know, if it's a trans transgender woman, then they're, like, hey, I'm gonna be with the women and the people in charge are just, like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And if you don't abide by our rules, then you cannot stay here. Right. But a trans woman is not gonna put herself in danger by sleeping... Where she's not supposed to. Right. Because people in in our society nowadays just have so much malice in them. And I would be terrified to see what would have happened to her if she was allowed to sleep in the men's quarters. Right. Absolutely. And so she's going to choose her, her safety in the immediate for further health and safety issues further down the line by just walking out which then in turn could have very well put her in an even more dangerous situation absolutely it's just it's just a a vicious circle of shit like when you start excluding people like that purposefully you're perpetuating purposeful harm like it's just it's the mindset behind of the like oh we were never anti-lgbtq like, there's proof out there that you're wrong. Yeah. There are videos of trans women being declined. There are videos of people getting kicked out. There, There's 
evidence everywhere of this, so fuck you. Yeah. But my thing is, also, is why does everything have to be segregated by gender? Right. Like, if you have all of these workers in each of your, like, places of, of business, and you have somebody monitoring, why why do they have to be separated? I don't understand. Yeah. But bathrooms are the same way. You're just peeing. Yeah. What's the big deal? Um, so your article was talking about Chick-fil-A and Salvation Army. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> That was already everyone. <laughs> she decided to chime in. She wants to be part of the podcast. That's their cat, if y'all didn't know this. Um, so my article is about New Jersey. Their attorney general has issued new guidelines for um, their police. and Well, not just police, but um, all of their EMS and all of their um, like public safety people um rules and guidelines on how to interact with people in the lgbtq community okay like Um, in a good way yeah 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 Yeah, okay good good way so um i'm actually really impressed because this is a huge step this is the kind of stuff that i'm looking for nationwide this is the kind of stuff that um we need to be talking about more and we need to be doing more advocacy towards. So this is a quote from the attorney general, and I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name correctly, so you can just look it up. <laughs> um, these are not these are not just, like, suggestions. Like, these are new laws that he has put in place. Okay. Um, like, they don't have an option. And a direct quote from him is, It's my job to protect the safety and civil rights of all New Jersey residents, including the members of the LGBTQ community. Said, I'm assuming his last name is Gruel. Gruel. Yeah. And a statement on YouTube. With the rise in hate crimes motivated by homophobia and transphobia, that responsibility is more important now than ever. And um, then it goes on to say that he has enforced officers specifically to get familiar with the following terms chosen name chosen pronouns oh and they're required to um refer to the person in question as their chosen name and their chosen gender like it's against the law now for them to misgender someone on purpose that's amazing it's also not allowed for them to use words like it and she male and there was another one which I thought was kind of funny but cool nonetheless yeah um anyway I can't I don't remember but so now they have to um know terms like chosen name chosen pronouns Cisgender, gender assigned at birth, gender binary, gender expression, gender identity, gender non-conforming, gender transition, intersex, LGBTQ+, non-binary, queer, questioning, sexual orientation, transgender, transgender man, transgender woman. Those are all words that 
every police officer in New Jersey is required to know the definition of. Okay, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And so, like, um, I was reading in this article, it talks about how they're not allowed to use any kind of... Oh, tranny was another word oh. that they can't use. Um, and they they can't purposely show any signs of disdain or homophobia or transphobia and any transphobia in any way shape or form or they will face serious consequences that's amazing that is absolutely incredible that is the step that we needed this is a huge step absolutely because this is what we've been asking for them to do and this is what is going to start the fire for america yeah so thank you new jersey like holy shit yep could you imagine that like i got nationwide the first time because i was like whoa like this is huge that is huge could you imagine that nationwide Mm -hmm. it would be incredible that's what this is what we want this is what we're going for right it sucks that we have to put this down on paper and we have to like force people to abide by these things but at the same time if everyone gets so used to it eventually it won't be a forced situation right it'll just be them realizing that we're fucking humans and they shouldn't treat us like garbage right well and then like if it starts with the police officers because they have to it starts like police officers are definitely a cornerstone in a community right and so that will very quickly start bleeding into the rest of of the community and society and so the more that we get that that handle situations like that the better that it will be for our kids and and our society i mean it i feel like it's definitely not something that i'm gonna see in my youth but i think that the longer that we push for this and the more time that goes by the more will be realized so maybe i get to see it before i die but you know like this is the start right so i found the thing with the words that they don't want them using um terms hermaphrodite they're not they can't use that word they can't use sex change preoperative postoperative um they prefer the terms like transition transitioning to those um they did they gave them alternative words to use that are more inclusive and um less hateful so that's also really cool that's awesome um the word transgender is a noun not an adjective it's not transgendered it's transgender person and then any demeaning slurs from the lgbtq community including she male he she transvestite tranny faggot and gender bender that is such an amazing step. Yes. I I think that it is incredible that we have somebody so open-minded who is in charge and is making steps for the right direction. I wonder what it's like to have a main person in charge who's making good decisions for their community instead of putting the country in absolute hatred. Well, don't ask Trump. <laughs> um... But yes, no, I agree with you. I think it was amazing. When I read the article, I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, I thought this was going to go the other way. I feel like that that would be a really, really good set of rules to also put in for all medical personnel. Yep. 
Yeah, like, absolutely. Because there's definitely medical personnel who's, like, super on board. And then there's, like, like it's, like, a nice 50-50 where the other half is just, like, super shitty. <laughs> yes, for sure. I will say, well, my personal experience so far hasn't been too terribly bad. Um, although I avoid the doctor like the plague, so that helps. Right. But um, my son had surgery a few weeks ago. And every single person in that hospital from beginning to end correctly gendered me once I told them what was going on. Well, they were calling me dad anyway. Right. Um, and then once I explained to them, like, because yeah, for those papers, you have to sign mother or father. There's not an option. To, right. Um, and the blank spaces, I'll put parent. But when it's a check box, I have to put mother. Right. Because that's legally who I am to him. And so um, once I explained all of that to all of them they were all very understanding and they all like nobody cared they were all like all right dad you know whatever like so that's awesome they were pretty great but that was minuscule experience compared to what the majority of a trans community faces in the medical field absolutely it also wasn't me as the patient and i didn't really give them an option not to respect my pronouns so right See, I'm the type of person to give an option because I'm just that kind of. Um, but ultimately, yes, I think this is great. Um, I'm super excited to see how it goes, how it goes, yeah. and where it takes us, and um, how it spreads through different forms of interaction with our community. Yeah, that'll be really cool. Um, no, that is that is really awesome. So thank you, New Jersey, for setting an excellent representation of what a city should be. Yes. A state should be. Now we just need the attorney general from New Jersey to be the attorney general in Texas. Yeah. And every other state. He can just be president. Yeah. I mean, who knows who's going to be president next? Yeah, that's probably not a subject we want to go down that rabbit hole of no. right now. Yeah, let's not. Uh, what's our topic for the week? Holiday survival. So, what's our topic of the week? Holiday survival. Do, do we survive the holidays? Barely. <laughs> Barely. You know, holidays have always been kind of hard for me because my dad was the literal human embodiment of the Scrooge um, and still probably is I don't know I haven't talked to him since last year but well since January but um, I never liked the holidays and they were always difficult for me because if I did show some form of excitement for them I got shot down very quickly and so I just I don't know I have never really cared for them too much, um, but this year is different. I have a really cool family that I'm going to be a part of, uh, which I was last year and kind of the year before too, but this year specifically is like, I'm on the kids' name list for grandma and I'm, um, you know, and Bentley's obviously on that list as well, and so we're actually like included in part of the family and we've got plans already in place and like um so that's pretty cool and this is also the first year of my life where I don't have to 
go see my parents, which has been excruciatingly painful and more and more excruciatingly painful uh, as the years have gone by. So I am gladly not going to be part of that this year. And I think this might be the best Christmas I've ever had. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that holidays are kind of this bittersweet, weird mixture of emotions and everything. Um, because holidays are always have always been a big thing in my family where we put up the tree together and we do Christmas lights and we, you know, we're, we're very active and we're very family-based. My family was very, very family-based growing up. And so we all had to get together and celebrate together and be together. And, and growing up, that was fine. And then the more I started educating myself about the LGBT community and then the more I started finding myself in that community the harder that holidays kind of got um I don't necessarily have the luxury I wouldn't necessarily call it a luxury but the same situation that you do where you don't I don't have to go see my parents I do um this year is gonna be a lot harder because we did have a death in the family very recently and so my entire family is going to see it as bittersweet instead of just me being weird. But they, I, my family comes with so much expectation of who I'm supposed to be. Right. So they're always really hard for me. And I always, you know, struggle and go through a lot of, uh, ups and downs with my depression and anxiety through holidays because it's, it sucks so much. Same. Uh, but I think that last year was the first year that I had, a really great experience for my holidays and I actually look forward to the holidays because I met this amazing human who invited me into his friend group. Gross. <laughs> and and I actually was surrounded by loved ones. And so, you know, we had Friendsgiving last year and it was incredible. And then we had our Christmas and I'm so looking forward to those this year. We're also having our second annual Friendsgiving this year, which is pretty cool. Because yeah. everyone is kind of like a staple in our friends, fr- friendship circle now. What does so, that mean? Huh? What does a staple mean? Like, I mean, everyone is kind of like, we, we're all friends with each other. Oh, yes. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, well, and now we have two places that that people can meet up instead of just one Mm -hmm. which is also nice because we have a place big enough to host a get-together right um but no there's just so much love and acceptance in our friend group um that it's hard not to feel welcome yeah i mean in our friend group i think the only straight person is sarah and even then (laughs) (laughs) so but i well and aaron well, I think my family has actually gotten better every year that we all come together. Yeah. Like, last year, we arrived separately for whatever reason. I don't remember why exactly, but um, everybody was super anxious and, like, worried about, like, Damien feeling welcome and, like, is he coming? Oh, my God. Please, like, is are you sure, like, he's coming? okay, good, because, like, we're really looking forward to seeing him. And it just, like, made me want to cry. That's cool. Yeah. It was, was like, oh, wow, like, they, like, really are cool with him and, like, okay with him being around. Like, it's not just, like, a, yeah, like, she brings her, like, whatever. (laughs) 
Whatever that is. <laughs> she brings her trash with her. <laughs> no. Uh, dang it. Um, no, I think that one of the things that helps me through going with my given family is that I know that afterwards I go hang out with my chosen family. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that is one of my biggest kind of survival techniques through the long stressful days of being with my family. So let me ask you a question just to be just to kind of poke you a little bit. Yeah. Why do you feel like you have to go see your family? Like why is this a requirement for you? Because I am a people pleaser and and so I know that if I am not there there's going to be a lot of judgment and a lot of questions and and it it feel I don't want the confrontation of of saying that I'm not going. I'd rather just suffer through which is why you've waited a year after you started testosterone to tell them. Oh, I'm still not telling them. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You're going to just walk in with a full beard in a couple Absolutely. years and be like, what's up, bitches? <laughs> That's exactly what's going to happen. But no, like, I, I realize that in all reality, I, I'm not required to go. It's not like... Oh, yes. It's not so like logically, God will smite me if I don't go. But... He might smite you if you go. <laughs> But no, um, I tease you, but in all seriousness, in a logical, uh, removed situation, you can think through this and be like, okay, if I go, this perpetuates my dysphoria and, you know, you suffer mentally and then it kind of knocks on the door of depression and then it causes a whole bunch of anxiety as well on top of that. And so you can think through like, um this whole like quote-unquote requirement that we have to do and i feel this way too i i felt this way up until this year um and so i uh, wholeheartedly understand where you're coming from and i'm talking more of like general overall like everyone who feels this way right um, and not just you we're having this conversation for the sake of other people who need to hear this conversation (laughs) right and so so logically you can remove yourself from that and you can look at it and say okay if this, if, you know, A plus B equals C, then remove A. Right. Or change A into something different. And so um, the people who suffer through this and feel this way, like, there's always something else that you can do. There are ways to not have to go through this. And if that yes. means not going, then... I wholeheartedly support anyone who would ever decide not to go. And, I mean, this year I didn't really have a choice because I no longer speak to my family, um, which is actually great for me because I don't have the stress. Because going to my family has been very dysphoric and stressful and anxiety-ridden and, you know, for years now because they're just a bunch of yeah terrible people. And so... Um, I feel that on a personal level. Like, I feel, yeah. I understand where you're coming from and why you feel obligated to be part of this. Well, I feel like that obligation is kind of ingrown in our society where holidays are meant to spend with family, and that means your birth family. It doesn't mean your given family. And to be, and to exclude yourself from a family event is kind of, you know, casting yourself out. When, right. Which like, is, you might have yeah. a realistic, like, realistic replacement or reason for not going but it kind of alienates you from 
your peers and from your family and it just kind of makes the situation a lot harder which I, ultimately in 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 retrospect um if you are not out to your family and you're doing and you're going to oblige and be there um because you don't want to cause an uproar first of all you're denying yourself of happiness which i'm i'm not saying i don't support you because i do i support you and if you decide that you want to go to your family then you know that's your decision right but for other people who go through this as well like you are denying yourself of temporary happiness um you're allowing the negativity to just kind of basically like flow through I mean, you at that point, like, you know, everything they say, and you can pretend like the things they say and the things they do don't matter, but they do. Right. They hurt. But ultimately, they're going to probably act this way towards you once you eventually inevitably come out anyway. Right. And for me, personally, looking back at that situation and thinking like, oh, I need to go or my family's going to be upset with me. Well, they're already fucking upset with me. They don't even want me in the family anymore. So, right. like... And for me, I've just gotten to the point where I don't give a fuck. And I am actually happier now. And I'm excited about the holidays and things like that. And so I've just, I've gotten to a point where I've actually stood up for myself. And I've set my boundaries with people. And I've let them know when they've crossed them. And my family are those people. Right. And they've crossed boundaries with me that I will not allow them to cross anymore. And I just encourage other people to do that too. Because it's the most freeing thing ever. And... That is including the holidays, including surviving, being around them, and dealing with all of their stupid shit. Right. Well, I'd say if you absolutely have to go and make an appearance, you can always set things up to where you're not there for very long. This is something I've done before. Like, I have set myself up so I have to work late so I can make a late appearance and then I'll be like hey like I have to go work early tomorrow so you know what I have to leave early too right so I'm there for a very brief period of time so hey like I showed up I made an appearance I you know I I did the thing well and I I definitely (laughs) think that that if you're in if you're in a situation where you have to go or you want to go because like there is some of me that does want to go because I do long for the acceptance of my family but I also like some of my family members right and I don't want to miss out seeing them on a special time you know right makes sense so so it's one of those where where you kind of find your own ways to cope I mean I I do the same thing with as Ekatali where I I'll limit my time where, oh, me and Hecatelli were together, so, like, oh, she needs a ride home, whatever. Right. Or I will have it to where I busy myself. Oh, like, I'll go run that errand for you, even if I just need a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. And then something else that I do is I bring Hecatelli. She is welcome, and she has been to most of my Thanksgiving and Christmases for the last three years. Um... I'm a fabulous buffer, by the way. And, and <laughs> they don't like me. And so. she really is. I mean, some of my family likes you. There's only one family member who really doesn't. Um, <laughs> the questions I get asked. So, like, like, have you thought about a boyfriend? And I'm like, oh, my God, Jesus, lady. <laughs> yeah. He's right here. Yeah. <laughs> um, Denial. But like, 
Yes. But, but like, so she's an excellent buffer of, okay, so it's not just me who's getting questioned, asked, and she can see, oh, if he's in distress, I can kind of negotiate the situation a little bit better. Right. Oh, if he needs, like, extra reinforcement, he can send me, she can send me a funny picture or, like, affirm my pronouns or a text. But then my last thing, this, that's actually something that I learned last year um, when we were going to our transcendence meetings. This guy came and gave an awesome PowerPoint about how to survive the holidays. And one of his main points that has really stuck with me is just set boundaries. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I do now. Not just like, and, and just because I don't do it with my name or my pronouns doesn't mean that I don't still use it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not talking about school right now. Like, I realize that you want to grill me and shame me into going back to school. That's not what I'm doing. Right. And so we're just not going to talk about it. Like, that's not on the table for discussion. That's my choice. The choice is made. Let's move on. Right. Um, And I allow myself to take breaks. And, And those are two big things that help me a lot. Just going through Thanksgiving, going through Christmas... Because, you know, you want to, to be festive and you want to be a part of, but you also don't want to take too much of a hit to your mental sanity. Right. Absolutely. The other tip that goes along with that is if you're going to set boundaries, you need to start thinking about it a little bit before the holiday. Not the day of, not the day before, maybe like a week, maybe two weeks before and really start like, okay, these are my boundaries and, and like really put that solidly in your in your brain and your body so that at, when it really comes down to the moment you don't just like panic and flake and just uh, you know what uh pressure of the moment and still give in to whatever the pressure of the moment uh happens um and just like really start mentally preparing because for some people, like, that's what the holidays are like. You really have to start setting boundaries for yourself. Like, these are going to be the things that I'm not going to talk about. I'm not going to let people disrespect me in these types of ways. And really start, like, to yourself, preparing yourself. These are the things that I will not tolerate. And at which and and like decide at what at which point would you be willing to be like you know what I'm done I'm leaving because that is a very important decision to make before you arrive not in the moment not when you're panicking and stressed but like before like you know what if they cross this line I'm done and you can tell those people that or not it's up to you but if you have those things in your head already when you go in you will feel a lot more confident in that space then like oh should I talk about that should I not it'll be a lot better yeah the boundaries thing for me has definitely been a new thing um and I've stuck with them and I'm actually super proud of myself because I have because usually I would just let people kind of walk all over me or do whatever say whatever but here in the last probably three or four months maybe um maybe even last time than that, where I've just been like, nope, this is a no for me. Like, you're not going to steal any part of my joy because you want to cross this boundary with me, and um, I'm not going to let you. Well, and something that my therapist said uh, when we met before this time for Thanksgiving, um, she made it really clear that along with setting boundaries, you can, like, no is an answer. Mm -hmm. Just no 
is an answer. You don't have to come up with an excuse. You don't have to give a reason. No is enough. Like, oh, why don't you want an excuse? Or, like, what what are you thinking about school? I'm not really thinking about school right now. Oh, well, why not? I'm just not. That's the decision that I've come to right now. Right. And it's good for me. Yeah. And and not going into making an excuse of, oh, well, I have to wait for the next semester. Like, no, that's not necessary. I realize that in this, in today's society, you know, we feel pressured to say yes to everyone and to give everyone what they want. But no is an answer. Like, it's an option. You're allowed to say it. And you don't have to give a reason why. Yeah. But that, that should apply to your, like, friends too. Like, oh, do you want to come hang out? It's going to be with so-and-so and so-and-so and you don't like one of those people. You're allowed to say no thank you. And that be enough. You're not obligated. But that was something that, that she had mentioned to me that I thought was very helpful. It's cool. okay to fuck politeness on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be polite 24-7. Yeah. You don't have that's to be a, outright rude, but... <laughs> I think that's where I've I'm kind of landed, too. Like, I'm going to be polite about it as long as they are, but um, when they start firing back, I'm just... I just don't put up with it anymore. Like, I'm in a much better mental state of mind than I have been in a very yeah. long time, and I'm not going to let you fuck that up. Yeah. So, yeah. bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm in a good place. Why are you questioning that? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why are you trying to bring me down? Just because you're not in a good place? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Well, so I think that that if if anybody needs support, they're free to message us. Oh, yeah, I think for that sure. goes without saying. Um, we, we're pretty good about staying on our social media. So if you just need someone to affirm you or tell you that you are okay and that you're identity is valid or you you're need, allowed to feel that way like we'll give you that permission you have permission like yeah if you need uh, a family for all the holidays we'll be your stand-ins yeah absolutely we have a whole clan of queers yeah absolutely we do but yeah um i will say though damien that i'm super proud of you um because i feel like you have come a long way um and, you know, it's completely your choice. I give you crap for not coming out to your family, but ultimately, like, it's your choice. And, and, and um, you know, I support your decision to not come out to them. And I think that it's great that you're learning ways to interact with them that's best for your mental health. Yeah. Um, I feel like probably a year ago um, when I first met you and we started getting closer that uh, it probably wasn't that way for you no um, it was getting there but right. definitely not where it is now and so you you've kind of reached this um place where you're putting yourself and your emotions before you're putting other people sometimes sometimes you're getting there <laughs> yes. and and i'm proud of the steps that you're taking to do that so that's good and it's hard and it's frustrating and it's scary and i get all of that because yeah. i've i've been through the same things but not everyone can follow through with those things so good for you thanks dad yeah <laughs> of course <laughs> um no and and i there are some times that like my own headspace is is kind of mean to me where where i give myself crap for not coming out to my parents or like where where it's just like well what are you ashamed of i'm not ashamed and and i am happy where i'm at i think that 
something that I just kind of tell that piece of me is that like everybody's entitled to come out at in their own time frame, mm-hmm. but nobody is entitled to know you. Right. And you don't owe anybody an explanation. And right now I'm fine with that being my reason because I am a lot happier than I have been and like don't rock the boat kind of thing. Yeah. And I know that as soon as I do tell my parents and my family, it will rock the boat and I will not be happy with that situation. Right. And so I'm kind of keeping the good as long as I can. But like, I don't owe them anything. Right. I don't owe them an explanation. I don't owe them a reason. I don't, they're, they're not obligated to know who I am. Absolutely agree with you. So why do I want them, why do I want to let them in in my world where they could hurt me more. Right. It's also a big thing. Yeah. Especially when you can just have a cold for a full year. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's not even like they say I have a cold anymore. I think that they've just kind of accepted that this is what I sound like. And maybe it's been long enough and they've heard this voice long enough that they've kind of f- forgotten that old voice. Yeah. Because I definitely have. Like, I look, look back on my videos and I'm like, no, that's... No. <laughs> yeah, I showed a I showed what? a couple of people my um, first voice video. I just listened to you on the podcast. And I'm weird. like, who the fuck is speaking? But yeah. both of our voices were so high at that point. We're like, I'm like, who's who? I'm so confused. <laughs> it's so weird. It is. It's very weird. It kind of um, sounds like one person talking. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. But like, I have come to to this. Like, they've come to this point where they're just like, oh, this is just what you sound like now it's fine and so like i i swear to you i could get top surgery and they still wouldn't know anything i believe that (laughs) i absolutely believe that (laughs) because like i bind around them yeah so they absolutely would have no idea they would just be like huh that shirt looks different on you yeah and i'd be like i'd be like huh i don't know maybe it shrunk in the wash and they'd be like, maybe it did. And then that's all that would be said. I just, it's the <laughs> amount of like. It hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. Like that knowledge hurts. Uh-huh. <laughs> or the lack thereof. But also like has been binding. Like, like think about the transition of how a person looks when they stop wearing bras and go to wearing binders. Yeah, it's completely different. Like nothing was said. If it was somebody in my family and they started doing that, I'd have to say something. I'd be like, all right, what's up? Can we, like, can we talk about this? This is a whole ass thing happening here. Please, like, like, no. I need, I need something. Anything. Yeah, um, I would notice, too. I would for sure notice. But I notice, uh, everything, so. Well, I, and it's not, I don't think that they haven't noticed it's just they're they're just so oh yeah blind they have to... their heads so far up their asses that ah. they don't want to know um my thing is though is like it was definitely the situation where like i first came out as gay and so me being a lesbian was me dressing more masculinely because i was really overcompensating for my gender i just didn't want to say anything yet and so like i would ask for clothes from the boys section mm-hmm and, like, so it, I think that that's kind of where it all started, where they're like, well, why don't you want anything for the girl section? I just like how the clothes fit better. Mm-hmm. And so we we kind of moved on from me shopping in the guy section, although they would push for it every time we went out. Like, they kind of got over it. I was just like, okay, this is kind of the thing now. Mm-hmm. 
And then I, I got my first binder, or I cut my hair. And then I got my first binder, and I started binding, and nothing was said. Like, I just binded, and, and that was that. Hmm. Um, I feel like, at this point, you should just ride that denial, the boat. Yeah. Through denial and see we how far it takes you. <laughs> That's what I have been doing. But like, And then I started taking tea, and I started last year on a very low dose because I was like, I, I just want the process to be like, like burn low and slow mm-hmm. because like if it happens slow enough maybe they won't notice right uh but then i quickly said fuck that and went on just a normal dose and now it was like oh you sound like you're getting a cold and then nothing mm-hmm. and so now i fully believe that i could completely transition and medically medically mm-hmm. and and they would be none the wiser and not say anything and they would not say anything and it would just be a mutual we're not going to talk about this moment it, i i just kind of want to see that happen i just i want it's just to see a social experiment yes. but like can you imagine being that oblivious to your own child no i couldn't and being that closed off that you couldn't even have that conversation i think that's the most mind-blowing thing to me mm-hmm. is that our, our relationship and our communication is so damaged that we can't even have, like, we can't even notice the fucking stampede of elephants in the room. Right, yeah. See, and that's the thing, is, like, as a parent myself, um, and having gone through what I've gone through, right. you know, um, and with my parents in that very similar situation, well, my parents saw it and mentioned it every time I was around them was the only difference. I could just, I could never look at my child and be like, I don't accept this version of you. Yeah. Because I don't have an image of who he's supposed to be in my head. I allow him to make that decision for himself. And I could just never, I don't understand people who can look at their kids and be like, you're dead to me because you look want different. to be happy yeah and you look different than what i had in my head of you like when you were a kid like i just that, and that's what it boils down to is like they can't they, accept this version of you because that's not what they drilled into your head for they, you to be they let one little letter on your birth certificate decide what the rest of your life is going to look like right and that's just completely illogical mm-hmm. absolutely agree it's just it's just mind-blowing to me to think about that i can't imagine having a surgery like any surgery but even something like top surgery and not have my parents or like anybody know about it right like i can't imagine having something like top surgery and it just be damien Mm -hmm. and friends and that's it and no family i'd be like where the fuck y'all at right what do you mean you're not gonna like even check in on me like that's some bullshit yeah like i can't imagine unfortunately that is that's where we're at that's yeah (laughs) i'll make sure that grandma kathy will text you and make sure that everything's fine (laughs) but she will and she totally would absolutely well now i know that i won't have to that like seriously before we met you i was literally like Like, I'm going to be sitting in a waiting room by myself, losing my mind while he has surgery. Right. And it's going to be me alone. And then I'm going to have to take care of him by myself. Now that's not the case. Now that's not the case. But it was, like, terrifying. Yeah. It's a horrible, like, situation to think about. Like, 
I don't know. If he falls, like, and it's, like, very delicate, I can't pick him up. Right. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, like, I don't, I don't think that I'm 70 years old yet, but thanks for the But, setup. like, you're not supposed to, like, move your arms and stuff, so you can't pick yourself up. Not really. I think if I had to. <laughs> I mean, it would and hurt, you but. You wouldn't want to, like, pull anything. But I'd have to get up off the floor, wouldn't I? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, like, it, it would suck and it'd be painful and you might pop a couple of stitches or something. But, but I could do it. Yeah. It's still. It's but, yeah. but the mindset behind it is terrifying. It's like, yes. oh my gosh, like, what if I fuck this up somehow and I'm the only one here and, you know, I whatever. feel like bottom surgery is a lot more fragile. Yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah. There's a lot um, more that goes into it. I mean, even, even just metoplasty, just like that that whole area is so sensitive and you it's going just no cut it all up yeah yeah well and that makes going to the bathroom hard yeah and needing help going downstairs even standing up from a sitting or laying position yes. like that that i feel like would be a lot harder than just top surgery where you're uncomfortable to sleep for a few days and then you're fine right <laughs> but no so like i think that like make sure you have somebody that you can reach out to to affirm you Mm-hmm. as we get back to the point um make sure you have somebody that affirms your sexuality your gender identity like everything if if you feel like you need to be told that your identity is okay make sure that they know that that's what you need in that time mm-hmm. um make sure you set your limits you have your outs if you need to leave if you ride with somebody make sure you have a way to get away if you need to if that's walking to the nearest convenience store and calling a friend, like whatever you need to do, um, setting your boundaries, you know, don't go if you have the option and don't want to go set up friends to hang out with after all that stuff is really helpful. Or go see a movie, you know, Christmas day, the movie theaters are open, which I'm sure you know this. Yes. They um, released a lot of movies that day, surprisingly. Yeah. We went, I've gone to every Star Wars movie that's been released since they started doing it on Christmas day. Mm-hmm. And, um, they had the Christmas, I mean, Christmas, uh, theaters are packed on Christmas day. Well, I feel like also if you're being fo- forced or forcing yourself or whatever with, with a pa- with your parents or your given family and you don't really want to be there, that is an excellent way to kill three hours. Yes. Where you're still quote hanging out. Mm-hmm. But you you're not talk. actively talking. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and which would lead to uncomfortable situations and conversations. And it's dark, and it's, you know. It's a good yeah. out, though. Hey, it I've is. got opening night tickets to this thing, and I have to go stand in line. Peace. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, so, um, Chinese places are open. Chinese food yeah. places are open. Um, and, and delicious. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, there are other options, like there are other things to do, so. And then also you have us, if you need to talk or reach out to someone and, um. We will make sure that we check our social media all week and, and and make sure that you know that you're loved and you're valid. On that happy note, got any yikes moments? I mean. Always. Always. What you got? Zolly's got a yikes moment. Okay, Zolly, go first. So... I've never been so nervous to order a cake from a bakery. I didn't think about it until I was on the phone, and then I was like, 
I'm ordering a cake with a trans flag on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, seems, this this situation has popped up before in the in the press, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we know that you know, historically bakeries have had issues with these type of things, so yeah. So I was like real vague about it and then they asked detailed questions and I was like, fuck it. It's a trans flag, okay? Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> And then they were like, oh, that's what it is? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we can look that up. (laughs) Thanks. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) But the best part was when I went and picked up the cake, it was already paid for, so I just had to go in and ask for it. And the girl brings it out and she shows it to me. And because I'm an overly emotional, sensitive person, I see the cake and immediately I like go to start crying and I'm like oh my god it's so beautiful and the girl's like she got she reaches out she touches my arm she's like congratulations and I was like (laughs) oh (laughs) how pregnant do I look girl (laughs) oh no I was just like oh This is not, no, this is not what you think it is. I know it says it's a boy, but there is no baby. (laughs) I appreciate it. I do do have a boy, but not like that. (laughs) That is amazing. I really appreciate you for sharing that story. Um, The payout was totally worth it. The cake was amazing. So thank you. You're welcome. I ate my last piece last night. Nice. Uh, I brought it to work the next day, and we shared it. Good. Because there was a whole half a cake left, even though it was the smallest cake that they offered. Yeah, I definitely could have eaten half of that for you. It was so good. It tasted really good. Yeah, it was very good. I was very impressed. The strawberry was awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I remembered strawberry cake. (laughs) Dara and her not-so-clever quiz that I totally fell for, so... It was clever, apparently. Or I'm just an idiot. (laughs) There's that too. I didn't think it through very well. It wasn't until after you asked me what your options were that I was like, I, uh, I don't know, vanilla, chocolate, red velvet? (laughs) Sure, there's strawberry. Uh, that's great. Yeah. That's... I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah. Um, but that that was a big yikes moment. I hate that for you. And for how awkward she must have felt during the whole thing. Like, <laughs> Oh, I just thanked her. I was like, thank you. She taped it up and I walked away. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as she knows, I'm I, pregnant with a boy. <laughs> I, I just can't. <laughs> I would never... I would never assume that about anyone. I don't care how, like, planetary you are. <laughs> shaped they are. I feel so bad. Like, like I could just. Guys! <laughs> I thought I lost weight. But that's the thing is, like, you don't look pregnant at all. Okay, like not but, even a little but, bit. Hold on, there's definitely a different look between somebody who's just bigger and somebody who's pregnant. Like, like those two look very, very differently. Yeah. 
Also, how do you know that I'm not, like, the person picking it up for, like, the baby shower or something? You know? Like, this is just the whole thing. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> no. Nope. No. There's no maybe. Yeah. There's no maybe. There's no way around that. No. I've that... been trying very hard to not dwell on the fact that this person thought I looked pregnant. I think that I, I'm I don't trying nec- not to internalize that. Okay. I don't need that in my life. Okay, but I don't necessarily think that she thought you were pregnant. I think <laughs> that she saw that it's a boy referenced, oh, it's a baby shower cake, and then congratulations because of her place of work just kind of spilled out. Mm-hmm. And then you didn't say anything about it, so she didn't say anything about it, so it just kind of, it was probably just as awkward for her. It's like one of those things when you say, um, okay, enjoy your meal, and someone looks back and says, you too, and then both of you realize that they said, and then you just move on from it. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a situation, or like, enjoy your movie, oh, thanks, you too, like, it's just kind when of a knee jerk. See a movie. <laughs> it's just kind guns. of. It's just kind of one of those like knee jerk reaction responses that you didn't acknowledge, so she didn't acknowledge to just not make it awkward. Yes. Well, I also I'm fully aware that the the trance flag just looks like baby shower colors. Mm-hmm. It's baby blue, light pink, and white. Right. And like they're just—that's just what it looks like. You're decorating a baby shower with. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Straight Especially up. a gender reveal. Yeah. Which would be assumed if the whole it's a boy yes. thing. My favorite part was that the inside of it was all pink. <laughs> yes, that is a very interesting twist. <laughs> it's a boy pink cake. What? She <laughs> asked for strawberry, <laughs> but diet blue. <laughs> right. At that point, just make it purple. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I'm very sorry that that happened. What about you, Brandon? You got any? Um, yes. That you can think of? I'm trying to think of how I want to go about this. Okay. It's that complicated. <laughs> uh, Not name dropping, probably. Yeah. So you have this coworker. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> it's always something. So many of like, them. <laughs> I was trying to start it for so you. So problematic. No, so my... It's a big, long thing, but um, I had to have conversation with my ex-husband last night, and he's, he's actually... I'm super proud of him because he's actually trying to get my name and my pronouns down, but he's failing real hard. He continually dead names moved to like we were married it was a previous life it was we were so far removed like that was five years ago right or more now at this point um but he just he just dead names me and like every single time he would dead name me i would i would say my correct name and every time he would misgender me i would use the correct gender and so it was just like it was a really it was a long conversation i bet (laughs) yes it was it was a struggle to work through but ultimately, like he was, he was willing to kind of work through it, I guess, with me. Right. Um, I don't know. It was, it was very surreal and strange. Well, and something that I have found really interesting through the year that I have known you, little over a year that I've known you, um, is I can tell just from what I hear from you that he is really trying. Mm-hmm. Like he has grown so much in the last year. Oh yeah. And and he is really trying to grow, continue to grow, which is commendable 
Right. And there are things in his life, um, circumstances in his life that are happening now that are, I mean, they're under his control, um, but they kind of were thrown in his lap and where he's being basically being forced to be understanding of our community and um, being forced to learn the language of it. Right. And those details I will not disclose over um, the podcast because that's nobody else's business, but... um, it's not your secret to share kind of thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I respect him enough to not do that, even yeah. though I talk shit about him. But um, I that's my business because he's shitty to me. So <laughs> right. my son. <laughs> um, or was. He hasn't been as much lately. But um, anyway, so it's, it's cool to kind of like be on the outskirts watching this happen from the inside. Um, so it's still a yikes moment. Like just being around my ex-husband is a yikes moment. I mean, but it's more of a an understandable situation because you do have custody of your son, and yeah, so it makes it it makes it weird. But um, that's the big one was like standing there awkwardly in a Dollar General parking lot with my ex husband correcting my name and pronouns. Like that's just, it was just yeah, really, that is very weird. surreal situation for me. Yeah. Well, one of my coworkers who I'm very fond of, he is very very accepting and very funny um sometimes he'll just have like real life yikes moments where did you really just like like is that a question that you're actually asking or is that a statement that you're actually saying most of the time he's trying to be comedic and it works Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just like really where's your thought process right and so earlier this week i was talking about top surgery and because he's like okay if you could have anything for christmas regardless of the amount of money that it would be what would you get i was like top surgery mm-hmm. like easily no questions no questions yeah. asked top surgery yeah and he just follows with why do you want top surgery so much <laughs> and i just kind of looked at him and i was like what um, and he was like, why do you want top surgery so much? And I was like, I was like, okay, imagine if one day you woke up and you just had boobs <laughs> and everyone called you ma'am. Right. And he's like, well, I would just sit in front of a mirror all day. And I was like, seriously? That's not, that's not how this works. That gets real old real quick. Well, yeah. and like, and like I explained it to him and then he was like super understanding and, and he really does make all of the efforts and sometimes listens to these podcasts. So sorry. Um, but, <laughs> but he is very amazing, but it was just one of those moments where I just like stopped, like my entire train of thought stopped and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but he's one of my biggest advocates at work and, um, there's two other people aside from him who work very hard to, push my name and pronouns more than I would to people who I don't deal with every day. And so there have been some people who now know my chosen name Mm -hmm. and pronouns who I thought would be very difficult. They just had that personality of they won't necessarily see eye to eye with me and I don't really want to have the argument. So I just didn't say anything, but they have surprised me by being really understanding and put in so much effort into gendering me properly and using my preferred name. Um, there are other people, however, who I've gotten more like closer to this year and who are just like, 
okay, I've tried really hard on your pronouns, but like, I just cannot switch a name and I don't understand why everybody's calling you a separate name now. And so it's like one of those, this is a weird situation to be in where Mm -hmm. like people I thought would be really understanding and really awesome about it aren't. And people who I thought were going to be really, really difficult about it are being super awesome. So it's like this weird thing at work now. Um, But I have amazing advocates who are like, it doesn't matter. Like, this is it. That's good. Yeah. That's a good thing to have around you. Especially because I won't do it for myself. So. Yeah, that's also true. I think my biggest advocate is Bentley. My I son, would say that too. He does not give a fuck who he has to correct. He does not care about political correctness, bullshit, whatever. Like, you have to be respectful and understanding to the adults who are talking in the room. Like, no. He's like, mid-sentence, um... His pronouns are he, him. <laughs> That's amazing. And, like, he just does not care who it's to. And yeah. he constantly is correcting Kathy and Mike because they're still struggling. Um, Mike more than Kathy. They also struggle to remember their own children's names, so I'm not really that offended. So Okay, but in all honesty, there's so many of them. <laughs> yes. That... <laughs> That's not surprising. I mean, like, they have to go down the list. That. There's two of us. Right. So she also throws in the dog's name. <laughs> They, wild, so. Right, they ha- they have to go. They have to go down the list of each kid to get to the right ones. So yeah, I feel it like. just depends on where you are on the, the age range, yes. and when your name is going to get called. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's uh he's a pretty big advocate, and he's gotten to the point now where he'll correct his dad too. That's his dad awesome. will be talking about me, and he told me about this last night. And he was like, "Yeah, Bentley, well, like we're in the middle of a room." Full of grown adults. And Bentley's like, mm, you're using the wrong pronouns. <laughs> That's amazing. And I'm like, oh my god, he's <laughs> such an asshole. But like, in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't realize he's being an asshole. He's trying to like stand up for his pops. And yeah. like, good on him. And I'm telling you, like, that boy thinks I hung the moon. And I don't know why, but, but I... But you did for him. I, I just appreciate the effort that he goes through. Yeah. And and now at school, when people talk about me, and because he, he calls me Pops, and they're like, is that your grandpa? And he's like, no, it's my parent. And he just says parent. He doesn't give people an option to question otherwise. He's like, that's my parent. And then when they say, like, your dad, he's like, yeah, but just my dad. You're not going to understand it, so it doesn't matter. It's just my dad. That's amazing. Yeah. So now he's starting to call me dad. Um, that's weird. Not me, dad. Like call me dad to other people okay well because they don't understand the complexity oh yeah oh yeah that was that was a yikes moment so um i i went to church for the first time in over other than like for specific events it's been probably two and a half years since i've been yeah you invited me i know next time i'm very excited it's probably going to be a couple weeks but yes but anyway so we went to church very white very heteronormative very evangelical situation and it was just it was hard for me to sit there through the whole thing and i could go on and on about the issues that i had with the guy sermon that didn't even pertain to the lgbt community in any way shape or form it was just very whitewashed yes it was problematic it was very whitewashed it was very anyway um and so i have decided that i'm going to um intentionally seek out a church that is affirming and accepting and loving and not whitewashed yeah also diverse (laughs) um yes and so that is going to be a difficult journey but i would love for you to join me on that journey that'll be a lot um but we were in the car waiting for kathy to stop talking because that's (laughs) 
something that you have to do. Yes. Um, they all have the gift of gab. So while we were in the van, uh, Mike turns around and looks at me and he was like, so what do you refer to yourself as to people who you're talking to Bentley? Because you're his mom. So I call you his mom. And I'm like, yeah, but, but that misgenders me. And he's like, yes, but like pops sounds like grandpa. And I said, so what? Pop sounds like a nickname, because it is. Right. Um, And he was like, yeah, but, like, when you're talking about you and Bentley's dad, you can't just say, like, my dad's. And Bentley chimed in and goes, yeah, I have two dads. That's that's it. That's That's the answer. And so Mike was just like, well, I just, I don't really understand. And then I was like... you have a gay son and so and then that's when he said well i mean i guess gay men can adopt a kid and they can have two dads so that makes sense um it's all just still very strange to me like i don't understand all the different um complexities of the transgender lifestyle and i the whole time i'm just like this is uh, don't get me wrong he has moved mountains to be more understanding and, oh yeah and um he's he's been very affirming and like he invites me to the guys night stuff at church and he lets me or he doesn't let me but he asks me to join him like i helped him put up christmas lights and i help him with lawn work and i help him like move shit around and like so i'm kind of the the son that's there in the house hanging out with him because his other sons are not they're off gay. doing yeah or they're gay <laughs> and they're not gonna so but they're off like doing their own thing or whatever um well, I guess Which is, for the sake of argument, like, I think a lot of people sometimes, like, because they don't live in the world that we do where we talk about genders and pronouns and gender stereotypes all the time, they get really stuck in this train track of, like, like this train of thought of just, like, if, if this is your gender, then these are the gender norms, and, uh, like, this is what we call you. So then when it changes, they get really thrown and they are like kind of incapable of switching gears into, okay, well then if, if you now identify as male and like his dad, so his dad, then I like, no, there can't be two dads. Like they just kind of get into that train of thought where they can't switch gears. Right. And especially because Mike's brain and I'm not hating on him. I'm not talking negatively about him. It was just, it was kind of a yikes moment for me, for him to look at me and be like, this doesn't make sense and i'm like but you have a gay son right it's the same it's the same principle i mean it's different but it's similar but i i think that it's also like for somebody who's never been exposed who is trying really really hard yeah um i think that something that is important that maybe he was leaning on was the importance of being able to trust that if you have an ignorant question Mm -hmm. and you ask it with the right intention then there's no malice and right absolutely like i wasn't upset with him about it it was just and i think that he was leaning on you for that and so he was trying to educate himself and be like this is something that i don't understand because like on his certificate you're his mom Right. And so, like, how how do I properly go about identifying you as as the parent and not outing you, but, like, still recognizing that... You're his parent. You are, are like, part of, of him. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, because, like, I think that what he really 
what he might see is, oh, well, if you, if Bentley has two dads, it erases the fact that you're part of him because right. it would assume, it would insinuate that he was adopted. Right. And which so, mean, and I've had people ask me before if I adopted him because they didn't know I was trans. Right. And also he looks nothing like me. Right. So, um, I mean, I, and I understand where it came from. It was just, a, it was a matter of like, oh, you're still, he's on board with it. Like he's, you know, ultimately he's willing to be educated and he's right. But there's still refer- a fraction of him that still sees yeah. female very or, like feminine or yeah. something or just the heteronormative mindset with like what kind of Zolly was like picking back off of what she said where, well, now that I'm a guy, I have to fit into the male mold and right. I don't really. And so he's just very confused as to like where I stand with, very specific gendered things that society has kind of like pushed. Right. And well, maybe he was wondering too if like maybe you had a word for it that he wasn't aware of, or like is there something that you would prefer that I, like he had just never heard you say? Right. That he would just rather be sure that like do you want to be called as dad? Do you want to be called something else? Like I would rather you tell me. Than me assume something. Yeah. That's not true or not something you'd like me to use. Right. Well, and then, like in the moment, you know, it was just, it kind of, I just kind of sat back and was like, yeah, it was oh, shocking. This is, this is kind of a weird moment and it was kind of awkward, but we talked through it and it ended up being fine. Um, well, I feel like it's, it's one of those moments that although there's no malice meant behind it, it hurts. Yeah. Because it implies that, like, you're, it, it's not enough. Well, and at the beginning of all of this, he was the one that was kind of pushing the most, pushing back most, the most with um, the, I, the idea of it. Because, like, in one of the, we actually were playing a game, and there was something came up about the word biology, and he was like, well, you're manipulating biology, you're not changing and so he's a very logic-based brain. Right. He's a very science and math-based brain. Yeah. And so, like, the idea of gender to him is set in stone along with the scientific evidence of there being a male and a female type of DNA. Right. Um, and so it, it's been difficult for him to kind of navigate that. Uh, probably more difficult for him than anybody else. But ultimately, like, he's still willing to... And, you know, his thing, too, is like, well, if I can believe in God and Christ and all the things that have gone through, you know, as far as, like, the Bible is concerned, then there shouldn't be any reason that I can't believe in transgender stuff, too. Right. Which I thought was a pretty big leap at first, but it also makes sense. Yes. Well, and something also that I think is really interesting is that while... He still is hesitant, and he still has a long way to go. He's not trying, like, there's no malice. Right, right. Like, yeah, he really he does, like, he really does accept you mm-hmm. and, and love you as the human that you are. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the it's the fine details that he's just kind of muddled on. Right. And, and that's fine. You can be muddled on little bits and pieces as long as you respect a person, and he totally does. Right. For sure, which and, pops you know, to and him. he tries, and he does call me pops, and he yeah. does refer to me as pops when he's talking to Bentley. Um, it was just, it, it was just interesting to me that like, um, and, and Mike is someone I see as like this incredibly intelligent, 
um, very versatile in his skills and his gifts and talents. He is just kind of an overall, he's very well-rounded, very intelligent. Yeah. Um, this guy, and you know, who helped raise four amazing kids. And so I kind of see him as this, like, I don't see him, like, as a dad to me as much as I see Kathy as a mom. Um, but as like a mentor, but maybe. he is yeah, and he's he's a, a a guy that I can actually learn from and grow from, um, yeah. and I was in this moment having to teach him something that he was completely oblivious to, right? And so it was just kind of a weird situation. Yeah, it was like it was it was a weird kind of turn of events that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. I I like that it happened so we could talk about it. You know. Yeah. For sure. Um, I did totally remember in the middle of this conversation another Yikes moment that I thought was very comical. um, And it had to do with my family. I had to spend um, some time with them last week unexpectedly. It was not a situation that I had ever been in before, which was very interesting. But I had gotten to my parents' house very early in the morning when I would normally be getting to work. I was helping my brother get ready and, you know, helping my mom keep her head on her shoulders. And she, I had gone into her room to ask her a question. And I was just, I was like, hey, mom, like, da da da. She turns and goes, what lane? Which is the name of my little brother. Mm-hmm. And then, which has happened before, before I even started tea. Where she would be like, Link, or yeah. insert dead name here. Mm-hmm. Where she would stumble over both names, and then she would correct herself, and then continue with the question. Mm-hmm. And this one, she just said my brother's name, and then just kept going. And then I just kept going, and then it was just whatever. And so I was just my brother. for like, And I know that she saw that it wasn't my brother. Right. So it was just this very weird thing where I think that she heard how deep my voice has finally like gotten Mm -hmm. in comparison to my brothers and just got confused and didn't know how to handle it so just didn't (laughs) it was very interesting all right yeah that is um that would be yes i mean (laughs) yikes for sure i mean yikes on my mom's half because like like she yeah. just, again with that denial. She just didn't fucking say anything about it. It was just whatever. It was just there. Mm-mm. That's very interesting. My oh. so cute. So fucking cute. <laughs> I forgot what I was gonna say. That's fine. We're taking a moment of silence. We'll take pictures of the cat. Oh. <laughs> She's so cute. Please say you've got that last one of her holding her fucking leg like an idiot. (laughs) Good afternoon. Oh, she's so cute. Anyway. Um, Well, I'm sorry that happened. But also, I'm not. I'm not. Because I thought it was hysterical. Like, I did everything in me to keep a straight face. Right. Because I was just like, guess I'm my brother now. And we're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> Please tell me you told Lane. I didn't. I, I don't think that I ran into him where I could have talked to him about it in a way that he would have understood. 
I think you should tell him. I should. It'd be so funny. I think you should listen to our podcast, but that's just me. That's fair. <laughs> we trash him on the podcast? <laughs> There's been a couple of episodes where he's been mentioned, but I don't think it's... But always in the fact that he's the only one out of my family who supports me. Yeah. Granted, he's also the only one who knows, so I guess there's that. I'm the only one who has talks with him, so I might have talked about that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, anything else? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. I need to just start writing them down. I know I've said that, but they just happen so often that I'm kind of at the point where I'm like... Mm-hmm. I would just be writing all day. <laughs> yeah. Um, just the notes section in your phone. Mm-hmm. I totally feel that. Please feel free to reach out to us. We're going to try to be a little bit more active on social media for you guys. Um, but until next time, I guess, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, um, email. I will say that we are going to, very soon, we're going to start a GoFundMe for yes. our top surgery. And we're also playing with the idea of starting a Patreon. So um, those things are important and we're going to use our gofundme for our top surgeries and then we're going to keep it open um and hopefully be able to donate to other trans related surgeries right in the future maybe do like a scholarship or something if we can manage yeah something any anything out there so we're we're gonna try to um keep that Available, And I know that this is kind of the season where everybody wants to give. And so this is kind of an opportunity even for a little help because top surgery is both very important to us and very expensive. Yes. Um, and most insurances will not cover it unless you um, have reason to have the mastectomy or um, it's recommended by the doctor. Right, and some surgeons won't even take insurance for top surgery anyway. Right. Even if your insurance would cover it, potentially. So um, it's something that's going to kind of have to come out of pocket for us, and we would like for that to happen sooner rather than later. I will say that Starbucks, uh, not to name drop, but Starbucks has a uh, package of insurance that you can buy that is include that includes trans related healthcare benefits. Yes, I have seen that before and it's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are a few other companies out there, but I think Starbucks is one of the leading ones where they're very open-minded and willing to affirm their employees. Um, but yeah, so with all that being said, hit us up Twitter, Instagram, uh, we have Gmail, it's Everqueer, we have Ever, Everqueer, yes, pod. Everqueer Pod, um, all at Gmail, Instagram, Twitter, not Facebook yet. We're getting there, guys. Um, We're slowly breaking the ice for Facebook. <laughs> Damien is advocating for Facebook. I am very hard. Brandon is uh, and Akitali is protesting. I mean. We met on a Nancy podcast board, so... That's true. It'd be kind of full circle. Yeah. We'll get there. I'm not not against it. I'm just also not for it. (laughs) All right. Well, until next time, guys, thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for staying to the end to listen to this. 
we just wanted to let you know that during the holiday season, we're going to be spending some time with our chosen families, so we're going to take a small winter break. This is only going to be for about two weeks, so we should be back posting at the beginning of January. Um, Also, we created a GoFundMe, mostly Brandon, but, you know, and this is to help us save for our top surgeries. So if you want to go give that a look or donate or share it, you can check that out at Everqueer Top Surgery Fund, but we'll also add a link. Thanks.